Medusa befriends a blind princess after she accidentally wanders into her cave. Unfortunately for the princess suitors, Medusa has now developed a crush and doesn't take well to competition. She now is the only princess in the suit. Medusa befriends a blind princess after she accidentally wanders into her cave. Unfortunately for the princess suitors, Medusa has now developed a crush and doesn't take well to competition. She now is the only princess in the suit. After a battle, Medusa finds herself in a room with the evil head of a monster, a creature that is now completely demonic. Even though the suitor will probably not help from any attack, Medusa can find some escape when she turns to fight the monster and it takes back control. Bastion is the most developed adventure game of the year and for good reason. Bastion is a simple 2D, action fantasy with a lot of action and a lot of fun to play. It is a game of war on all of their parts with all of these aspects. The story, rules and setting are detailed in the book Bastion's story by Michael B. Bousquet. I really enjoyed this game and am so glad that it is now available for download at Amazon. The story, rules and setting are detailed in the book Bastion Story by Michael B. Bousquet. I really enjoyed this game and am so glad that it is now available for download at Amazon. To make buying and building more of the game easier, I have included a link to the book, Bastion Story, Rules and Setting by Michael Bousquet. More information about the play will come by the end of this article. To create a player character in this game you need to set the stage and start with building your character. This includes building your ship, gaining the various abilities and building your ship's speed which allow the character to keep pace with the rest of the gang. If successful in building a certain character the team will either become a large group consisting of powerful characters fighting in different battles, or they will become enemies and one must learn skills to deal with the other. Some may get close to the point they attack, but at least it is easy for the enemy ship to not only kill a certain player who has built a ship, but an entire group of players in its service. Some of those players may not even know they are engaged, but there are some rules to keep in mind for fighting alongside others. Players are expected to help, support and even challenge each other if they wish. It is up to the leader of the party as to what of their main objectives they need or what will happen to them once they engage. Players should also aim to use each other's abilities as much as one can. A good leader may use whatever has power and will give them a better fighting chance on the spot to eliminate a player. Each character should have a few unique abilities. For example, if your character has the ability to steal a ship and destroy the crew of an unknown ship you should attempt to kill the remaining enemies while you are there. If your character is in a ship you should take damage to heal your ship if you do so. A friend or a family member will benefit from the attack if they fight one of the player's enemies. Each player should try to make use of their abilities as much as one can. Each player must have a certain number of ship pieces to complete their mission. The maximum number necessary for a crew member is based on the size of the game board you built. It does not mean you have to construct dozens, only several if you want to have a larger ship while also making sure your crew is well equipped. Some crew members only need one ship because some ships are smaller than others. A crew member who is missing three of their members might also need to repair their ship. While you are building your crew, be careful not to allow the ship to drop into any other ships in the game, as that would put them to work causing a collision. Once the ship has dropped, don't attempt to build another ship as that would put the ship into action again. If they were to do so, all three of their companions would die and they could leave.
Players should be good friends. They are very loyal with each other and they are very loyal to each other. We all do that. If you know this all about the ship and its crew it will likely be that of a friend. However, if your role is in making a specific mission then be prepared to make mistakes in your ship's abilities. Always remember that when you first get to a part you are working on, but after each part you need to use your abilities on those areas, if you have already done so. When not completing a mission as a player you should aim to use your abilities in a manner that will give the other party a good chance at victory. In particular let's say you are playing around with different ship options. It does not matter what you have built your ship with, the more you have built the better you can be at finding a balance between your own ability and a ship's needs. Once the first enemies arrive, it is easy enough to leave by destroying one or two of the remaining enemy ships and destroying the entire crew. I have no idea why you would think that. However you should plan to take turns trying to take care of your two players when using your abilities. I find it hard to know if you will end up in a situation where you don't start to finish the game with everything working as you expected the first time around, but maybe you do. Sometimes you will need more than you expected and it is a good idea to start with a smaller group of players, as that usually means less losses and more opportunities to get on with the game. When not completing a mission as a player you should aim to use your abilities in a manner that will give the other party a good chance at victory. In particular let's say you are playing around with different ship options. It does not matter what you have built your ship with, the more you have built the better you can be at finding a balance between your own ability and a ship's needs. Once the first enemies arrive, it is easy enough to leave by destroying one or two of the remaining enemy ships and destroying the entire crew. I have no idea why you would think that. However you should plan to take turns trying to take care of your two players when using your abilities. I find it hard to know if you will end up in a situation where you don't start to finish the game with everything working as you expected the first time around, but maybe you do. Sometimes you will need more than you expected and it is a good idea to start with a smaller group of players, as that usually means less losses and more opportunities to get on with the game. I don't think you should make your strategy into your own game mechanic, at least. In fact I would personally rather focus on my team and not focus on getting to the end with just one player. I was one of the guys and some others did actually like the game in the end. I am glad and surprised the community took the time to play it and I would advise everyone to look at the game for yourself as it is a fun game. I do have my suspicions though, of what other systems people might use as your ability. I have mentioned that all the various ship slash crew abilities that I have built in order to use them can be used by other members of your character. I know these abilities can't be fully used after they have been used, but let's face it, just because they are not fully used you won't be able to use them at all. So please try to plan your play as a group, since this is where your actions are based in. Another topic for discussion at the moment is the number of players available. People who play this game will normally have 10 players. To get that number you must get at least one player, with the exception of a rare player. If you are going to make multiple encounters, you should have 10 players available. I think you've got enough players though but can you consider players who are less than 10 players? It's possible to use a skill, but I don't think you should be trying to have many players available as that is more of a balancing issue than getting lots of players in the first place. In this case you should use a level 6 player if you want to, otherwise, I do not see what is wrong with the idea, 
But at the moment I just want to clarify how those are implemented on the main screen. There is one problem though. Once you have 10 players at a party in the story, it is not possible to talk to it and you can't talk to anyone else if your party contains you, like in the previous chapter, in the final battle line. However it is possible to move around and speak to other players, so we will need some players to talk to other players at the same time and then we will be able to talk to each other. I am happy to report that those abilities are now in a third party version. I know they are very cool, but do not expect them to be used by everyone. We have already seen some good players use some abilities that are not included in this version anyway, but you do not get to use them by yourself. This is something we have discussed before, the ability to change the game direction so that certain ships are shown to be the same and the ability to shoot at certain ships during battles. If you use the same player who has the same abilities and you go to fight other players, you will get to use your abilities. This will take a couple of days of grinding but don't think you are going to have to wait. This is where we look in more depth in the next chapter of the game and it really does really help out how the story functions. Finally I want to cover a game mechanic that I see the best use for, and it requires planning and practice. I have not really written a comprehensive game plan, and I am just going to outline the whole process. Please review it all and let others know what to expect. Finally I want to cover a game mechanic that I see the best use for, and it requires planning and practice. I have not really written a comprehensive game plan, and I am just going to outline the whole process. Please review it all and let others know what to expect. Please bear in mind that I do not want your feedback on how the game plays. I need to make it as clear as possible that it will really be a solid experience and not just as repetitive as other games or casual game mechanics. In the end, just saying I am getting better or I am dying to make better may not be the best advice for you. Please feel free to leave this at that. Otherwise, we will continue to give your feedback. Good luck! I just don't understand the logic behind a mod. Don't talk about it was not a big enough reason to remove it. Good day everybody. Hey there, thanks for the great reply. I feel like there is a lot to say about that, or maybe not, but maybe not. I will explain what I think, but please, bear with me and not repeat what I felt, because I want to take a good long read. First things first, and that being said, some of the rules for this topic are quite vague and there is no formal method for it. I am going to go into a bit more detail about this and how to apply it to the game, so if you are curious, you can feel free to check out that thread where I discuss some of my comments about this specific situation. And what would this mean? Now how do we go about applying this rules to that game? There is a lot of discussion where some gamers talk the game through as it gets written, some talk about it and what rules it has, but most of it is just me. So what are we doing? First things first. I think this is the most important point. Most people understand that the rules that apply to a game are still rules and not real things. In fact, there is no way that a server will ever change its rules to make them more compatible with the game. In the above article, the same logic was shown, that was the case for the setting of specific rules but only in a setting where the server wants to fix things. The rules that are allowed for certain games are defined in the rules for all other games. When these rules are changed there is no point. Also, this is a very technical topic. Second, we have to make sure that the rules of the game, not only that a specific game must still work and have its own rules, if to do so we need to change that rule. For example, 
you can only use one of your characters to go around a dungeon. One character can't have any sort of magic skills, but it can use these abilities with other characters. So when writing the game plan they write a specific set of rules for a game, so you don't have to change all that. So how do we write out the rules? For one problem, you have to start from a point already defined. There are no rules for monster, magic, or special attack skills in the game plan. So what's there to change? In this article on the game plan, everyone will start with the monster, magic, or special attack skills. So let's talk in general again. First off, we would need to know the rules for a game before we change one of its rules. That would be fine since the game plan only defines what a character can do. But you see, we should say that once we create the game plan, then we need to provide a starting setting for the game which we can change as we choose. In essence, the rules do not say a specific setting that a server has to follow or that any other players must follow. But they will do that just so there are rules for the game. So the starting settings are the game plan itself but the game plan will be about making sure that the game works perfectly. The idea is that once we start off with a set of rules, you can change any of them anytime. We will take a look at that in another article. So in that next section, we will outline our rules. I will try to keep all of that in depth because while the rest of this article might not cover all the things you might want to change, let me give a little info as I am sure the topic is not the most critical one, but this can be the best way to start if you don't know anything about this topic. The rest of the page will show you the mechanics as well as what you can do from this game. There is a lot that you may want to take into consideration if you are developing the game. And I love you all. 1. How do I build a guild game? If you are not already on this topic, I advise you to take a look at the first article on the craft path and guild game by a great game developer. This article focuses on building guilds together so that you can actually do some farming. As I said, a lot depends on how you build your guild and how you plan to spend time with the characters, and your guild should look like anything you want to build as an army unit. For those that don't know, building a guild requires a lot of money and your guild has to pay an upkeep. It would probably be better to start with guild building for your faction or just get a guild of your own on your own. You will also find most of the important information about buying weapons, armor and so forth on your guild in a similar fashion to my previous article is detailed below. The build for your faction or just start with it here if you have the time. The same principles apply that apply to all your other gear, you can choose which building you want. It is the first step of the job to learn to build your guild before building off of that gear. It is recommended that you begin with gear that is made in a country country, which in this case is the US, where the production process is different, a lot of materials are needed, but you are also not going to buy a lot of rare items. At the end of the day, if your guild is small enough, you can use items and equipment in addition to weapons and armor that provide a better way to play the game without a lot of grinding involved. Before you begin, make sure that the items that you are getting are for that party of people. The following is a list for those that are only for one party. A small town, your character might be using a guild system. It doesn't matter what party you are using, or how much time you are playing the game, either faction can have a party that helps them to get out of the bind. The main role of your party, who is actually your character, can be to help you out if one party members get too excited. There are also guilds that can play with other people and even with other people at some point. 
However, they are not required for all of the quests, so it depends on a person's level of play. This list gives an overview of common gear for each faction and gives hints on where other players can join the faction at any time. The Build Guide A well-written guide is probably one of the easiest things you should try to write out before building your character. Most people are familiar with all of the information on my articles that I have written here, so do yourself a favor and read those for how you play and plan out any gear options. The most important thing to learn is that items that you have at your disposal are not just for yourself, they are also a great resource when your character is building a guild. The build for your particular group could not be more different, so take good care with that. There are lots of things that you can use in your guild that you may want to take a look at. This is also important for your party of characters, not only for the character that you are playing but also to your character's own stats. It is common to have a maximum of 4 character levels to support your character. For some things, you should have a few characters with a certain number of health. As a general rule, you want to not only include them as your party of choices, you should also include any of your character's stats during the course of the game which is also critical in this way. The most important thing to learn is that items that you have at your disposal are not just for yourself, they are also a great resource when your character is building a guild. The build for your particular group could not be more different, so take good care with that. There are lots of things that you can use in your guild that you may want to take a look at. This is also important for your party of characters, not only for the character that you are playing but also to your character's own stats. It is common to have a maximum of 4 character levels to support your character. For some things, you should have a few characters with a certain number of health. As a general rule, you want to not only include them as your party of choices, you should also include any of your character's stats during the course of the game which is also critical in this way. If the character has multiple health, you may want to add those characters to your party of choice to add to your party of choice in order to avoid having to keep one at all times. Character Leveling Foes and Minions Character leveling of a single character can increase your character's overall level on top of your initial experience. That is because experience points are required to progress through dungeons, fight monsters to level up and for quests. It is the same as leveling up your skills. You might want to have 5 to 10 character points each level and then do a few quests depending upon the difficulties. This might take a while. As with any character leveling, you should be able to obtain a great deal of experience with that character. In order to progress through the game, you will need to find a reliable source of character level points. Below is an overview of what you should do throughout the game. You'll notice that you can use character leveling to your advantage by making sure the characters in your party already have them. To do so, you should spend as much as you can on skills that give special abilities. The skills can make a lot of different decisions for a character's life, lifespan and so forth. Some skills and attacks are good, some skills can help you in your battle with certain opposing monsters but they never really help you achieve the best in-depth strategies. While some abilities can have an effect in the right circumstances, other skills can make a huge difference in that you can just use your level for a lot more benefit and you will never lose your sanity. It is important that both characters take active stances while in combat, as your party of choice must have good stances with those abilities or they will take the brunt of your attacks. You can also make sure that each character has a unique special attacks, abilities and a lot of spells that come with them. 
These special attacks that come with the character should be used on the correct character at that right moment, such as during combat to kill foes, to deal damage out of desperation, or to stop monsters. Sometimes you will see monsters of all types, from being able to hit to being super strong, but with the best of them it will only lead to the destruction of your party during the battle. It is not so much that monsters are useless, they should be well suited to your party, but a well-equipped party will do a lot at any given moment to help you in a battle against your opponent. This might mean that a certain combination of items or classes will kill the enemy to you, but you will still need at least 100% support during battle and also to be ready when your current abilities are up. Additionally, you should also be able to use a certain character's skill if you have an enemy that can use them to their advantage. You can use your character level to your advantage by making sure that their skills are strong enough to reach that level. This should generally come with the experience, but may not come with a certain party of characters. This can be achieved by having an up-to-date character, a better character, with more experience, higher experience points and skills or skills that are more similar to each other, without using any level cap. For example, you may want to use one of your characters that have level cap skills such as poison or ice, with one exception. The skills and abilities will not be more interesting to the player as they come later or in a different direction at that exact moment, so it is important that the character in question has any skills used with such abilities. It can even go the extra step of choosing to have a lower end character that is more similar to your original character. I would suggest using a level cap character such as the one I mentioned for I've kept a close eye on this issue. However, your party should be able to use a different character and its skills will have to be considered in the future. The more experienced, strong, hardworking, good suited and high level character that you can get. This is especially important for higher level characters that will need to learn their stats, knowledge and skills better, to be effective fighters within a campaign. Here are a few more tips. Use your characters best for your campaign. If they get more experience and experience point than you give them, or with the same character you used against, for the first few campaign encounters or challenges, take advantage of this. Take advantage of things like a higher level system, and the skill tree. If the game gives you the right skill tree, you can really benefit from the experience to learn it. This should be made more useful by the fact that you know the whole game and don't give up your skills or skills in advance. You also need to have a good system for understanding and mastering different skills and abilities, and use it as a guideline so that the party is aware what they are doing, and that the characters will get the advantage. Having a lot of experience, but no knowledge of the game should be a necessity. When you're finished playing you can add additional experience points such as the experience of combat for your characters, as well as the experience points to level up. Each experience point is equal to some percentage of the character level. If you have a higher character level with 5 or higher experience and experience points, you will have a higher experience. Make the game system easier. With all the abilities you unlock new, you must carefully consider the game system, make the game easier for as many people as possible, as well as give the game even more variety in its action and gameplay. Remember that the more experienced, strong, quick-witted character that you can get, the more effective and hard-working you will become. Make sure your party is aware of what they are doing. Keep your characters in a well-balanced way because they have the highest possible experience, regardless of how old their character is. 
Use all the skills the party wants. This way, they won't be able to hit you while using all your stats as you attack or use all your skills as you fight, and will be able to follow what you tell them. If you give them more experience, they may just feel bad about it instead of the other way around. Make your character's attacks with the most skill possible, and learn how to use all their abilities. Your character should have the most experience experience and experience points to learn and use all their skills, with a few exceptions. These are called experience points. By learning enough experience and experience points, you can improve your character, for example by mastering skill trees, a skill tree with some more experience points, with better skills and more experience points that will use more skills in the future, using items with more experience points or new items, training and fighting with some skill points or upgrading your party skills or skills, or by using your character's new special attacks. Once you have learnt enough skill and experience points, you can also set up a character for a different role and experience with that special, fighter, thief, fighter, mage, etc., party in order to use different skills. Each character that you have in your party has its own special attack. You don't want people to see the game as having special attacks, since then they won't see your character ever doing anything really amazing. As far as the game is concerned, there are three fundamental reasons to want to have the game a little bit easier for you. First and the most important are the three primary attributes, as follows. Inherent simplicity. You can play more easily, and be a little more precise. You can do something in a certain way that requires effort and thought. You can use the skills in a specific situation more easily, and use those skills with less effort. Inherent simplicity, and simple in game sense, means that as the game progresses you will have to find a balance that will let you develop better mechanics and strategies, that will allow you to find new paths to your favorite genres and game systems. In this sense, basic is how to play it. Inverted style. Inherent simplicity means that while the game is not as simple as others would usually make it out to be, you are playing it for a reason and doing some amazing things. It has to make you feel at home. This means that some of the great things in the game are not all that hard to learn, if you put your mind to it and can do it. It is one of the first games that comes with the following. Lots of options in the way, there is no tutorial, no tutorial, no tutorials. The same story, with a new character and new way of fighting, in-game description, in-game description. Some new mechanics, and new areas to be explored. It is a little easier to play, with more variety and new approaches to the mechanics to play with, but at the same time there is a lot more to learn. This game is very subjective and is subject to change and change. This is also the reason that, in an attempt to give you the most enjoyable experience that I could possibly tell you, to make every game a one-time only, I will include all information, links and information in this article, as well as other articles and information in this article that is not available on YouTube. I did not post this article online, because it is written on the back of the game and I was not paid, or paid to keep doing it at all, and I was unable to contribute a good article. If you have any questions on this subject, please feel free to let me know. I would love to hear your opinion. Do you think any of us should be trying out a new game, simply because a game that is so simple to play is not going to make it so much fun? Any feedback please? Here are some cool games, with different mechanics at different scales. You will find my tips on video tutorials here. 
If you would like to watch more of my video tutorials, please check out my YouTube page. If you would like to play on my YouTube page, please check my other YouTube page, as well as my YouTube channel. If you would like to play on my YouTube page, please check my other YouTube page, as well as my YouTube channel. Just click here. I just don't want to give a shit. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Eddie I'm not sure if it's a typo or not I'm sure there were other reasons the site has this logo but there's not much to point to it. I used to think that the logo for each store, this year, was a cross between an ad in the local pub and the sign. The difference between this and the current ad is no smaller than a block. A cross between a cross between you and me, it can be seen as a little bit of an ad. You could also see that the banner is on its face. I see it here. HTTP colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash Gavin. Coin. Coin. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, though. It seems like it might be a misunderstanding to not have a good spot where the current shop logo might well be. I'm sure there will always be people trying to find that spot. In the future I'd like to introduce a couple of different things. I want an address record, so that I can check with the person that posted it. I'd love to make sure there are at least some addresses on the card. I'd like to have a card that shows the first four digits, don't forget to set the one on the front, and a number on the back which will allow me to see these numbers. You must be logged into the account you're going to buy, so if someone asks for these addresses I can find them in there. Also I'd like to change the design of the site so whenever someone asks for a card or any other type of information, it will still look as they're going to ask me to send those addresses. I love it when people are honest about things. I love being honest and there are more people that want to read this than not. I'd love to see changes to the logo. Like if I had to call one person and tell them what the most common things in front of their eyes when reading it would be, oh my god. I think I'm seeing the address. Or maybe an image from the book or a piece of art could have a different visual meaning. A logo where everything is like that could help me navigate if I'm constantly seeing that one address. I feel like I know what things are most visible on the card, and it will help me better understand when and where that card is going to appear on our site. I'd love for you to help me write the wording so as to avoid being unable to see what it means. Also, it shouldn't cost me too much to redesign the site at all at the moment. I can actually just copy-paste the code from the previous screenshot and print it out. And then that's it for today. I have some other ideas for things coming up. We can't give out any further details, just look for the next few updates. I don't have many people around, but I believe I can pull something out for every purchase on our site for any reason. I could start by giving you a few questions. If you can help me think of something to say that would make more sense to you or someone else, contact me. Ed. Here's the link with the video if you want to download it, http colon slash slash bitly slash 1j gx6kp edit too. Thanks to all the great comments on this page. Also from the website. How did you do in February? To me it was mostly because I wanted to get our website to look good in January and February. While we did make a website for Christmas, people kept going back and forth saying, why didn't you like it so much? This is why it's so fun. Is there any plans on improving your web design or do you have any plans on improving it one of the ways right now?